Yu. Uh, he is not only a distinguished academic, a professor of law at the University of California Law School, not only a former official in the Justice Department, high-ranking, uh, he is also the author of uh, the new Politically Incorrect Guide to the Supreme Court, just published, and uh, part of that series uh, that's illustrated with a little pig because it's Politically Incorrect Guide, that stands for pig, that's the acronym, uh, that uh, Politically Incorrect Guide series. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, John, congratulations on the brand new book. And uh, congratulations on your position on a special prosecutor for Hunter Biden. Uh, why, why is that so important? And by the way, Andrew McCarthy agrees with you. I agree with you. Uh, it, it really doesn't do to have the Department of Justice, which uh, reports to, to Joe Biden, uh, investigating Joe Biden's son, does it? Well, Michael, thanks, uh, and thanks for inviting me to join you again. And you got it exactly right. Under our Constitution, uh, the president is the chief law enforcement officer. So what happens when the chief law enforcement officer has to investigate himself or his family or his closest aides? It's come up before. I mean, the most famous is it was Watergate. Uh, and I think it's come up again, unfortunately. Uh, I think you're getting more and more credible information that uh, Hunter Biden, you know, the president's son, might have committed federal crimes. And that's going to create a conflict of interest at the Justice Department, especially, especially when some of those crimes allegedly might have involved the knowledge of the president himself. I don't know if that's true or not, but you start to hear those allegations coming out of congressional investigations. And so it's not just in the best interests of, you know, President Biden's opponents in Congress that there be a special counsel. It's actually in President Biden's own interest because then he doesn't have to answer claims that he interfered with the investigation. And you're hearing some of those claims coming out now about this failed plea bargain in Delaware. And it also makes sure that equal justice is done, that uh, prosecutions and investigations are done equally and impartially without any uh, favor towards the person who happens to be the president. Uh, meanwhile, there is a great deal of talk. In fact, President Trump spoke about it in his rally Saturday in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, he suggested that he would support primary challengers to any Republicans who voted against impeachment of Joe Biden. Uh, do you believe that uh, uh, potential impeachment charges in the House of Representatives and or at least an impeachment inquiry is appropriate under these circumstances or would it be a more appropriate, more constructive path to take to uh, simply designate a special counsel? You know, Michael, what you point out is that the two questions are linked. The more that it appears that federal prosecutors are not vigorously pursuing these allegations against Hunter Biden or even Joe Biden, the more demand you have for a special counsel. And if you don't appoint a special counsel, then the only thing left for our system to do is to start an impeachment inquiry. Uh, now, 
the thing is, impeachment is not an easy question because, you know, just again, I don't know if this is true or not, but going off of the allegations made, uh, a lot of this conduct occurred before President Biden took office in 20, after the 2020 elections. I'm not sure impeachment, that you can impeach a president for things he did before he was president. Uh, that might just be up to the normal criminal justice system. Now, and this is why the special counsel is important for President Biden, is if it turns out, though, that President Biden is interfering in some way or obstructing in some way the investigation into Hunter Biden or the Biden family, that is impeachable. If you go back to Watergate, that's what President Nixon was going to be impeached and removed from office for, not for you know, actually ordering the break into the Democratic Party headquarters in Watergate, but for trying to obstruct the investigation, you know, for the cover-up. You know, as they say in Washington, the cover-up is sometimes much worse than the crime. And so unless, I mean, President Biden has a number of ways, you know, exit ramps, as you want to, if you want to call it, that he can uh, appoint a special counsel. But if he doesn't, it's almost driving the system towards some other solution. And unfortunately, that's impeachment. Well, and, and again, you bring up the Nixon era. We had a vice president of the United States who was guilty of a, a disgusting, gross crimes, uh, taking bribery, taking <laughs> little uh, paper bags filled with cash, and a Spiro Agnew. But all of that occurred before he became vice president. So he was never a target of impeachment. He was a target of prosecution, and uh, and was forced to resign. That was part of the plea bargain, was his resignation as vice president, and then Gerald Ford was appointed as his successor. Uh, doesn't some of that, because the the allegations that are most serious about Joe Biden have to do not with the time he served as president, it was before he served as president. So that's, as you, as you pointed out, an uncomfortable fit with the remedy of impeachment, no? Yes, I think that's right. I mean, impeachment is for you know, treason, bribery, other high crimes and misdemeanors. And if President Biden, you know, between 2016 and 2020, he's a private citizen. He can't commit those acts. Um, he wasn't an, in the office. He wasn't in, in the, an officer of the United States. He wasn't president or vice president. So he uh, really isn't covered by the impeachment clause, I don't think. Um, this is exactly the same argument, mind you, that people like Senator Mitch McConnell, the majority leader then, gave for not impeaching President Trump the second time. Because by the time the second impeachment trial came up, Trump wasn't in office anymore. Biden was president, and Republicans in the Senate said, well, he's not, Trump's not in office either, so we can't impeach him at that point. It's the same, I think it's the same. The impeachment is for people who are in office, and they're so bad that you have to remove them right away. That's what impeachment's really for. John Yu, his delightfully irreverent and informative book, uh, The Politically Incorrect Guide to the Supreme Court, of which John Yu is the co-author. It's uh, just out, just released. It's uh, posted on our website at michaelmedved.com. And, and John, one of the questions about our system of justice, Chris Christie <laughs> made, made the point that by the time of the first GOP debate, which is August 23rd in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, it's entirely possible that President Trump could be out on bail 
in four different uh, cases in four different jurisdictions. Uh, which of those uh, current uh, prosecutions and potential prosecutions, if you were advising President Trump legally, which one represents the most serious and uh, potentially damaging problem for the presidential candidate? Uh, it's really interesting, Michael. I think the one that's most important for the country is January 6th. But that's the one I think that's also the biggest stretch in terms of prosecution based on the facts that we have now that we saw last summer, which I think still failed to show a direct link between President Trump and the attack on the Capitol. Meanwhile, I think the case that's not as important for the country is the one that's most dangerous to President Trump, and that is the classified documents case, uh, where, as you recall, President Trump uh, kept documents allegedly – uh, that uh, contained highly classified information that he should never have kept after his presidency and should have turned over to the National Archives. You might have seen at the end of last week, we had a, what's called a superseding indictment, a new version, you know, indictment 2.0 in that case that came out of the grand jury, and it's pretty damning. Not only does the indictment lay out all these sensitive documents, uh, including an alleged attack plan on Iran that the uh, President Trump was showing to reporters, but it also lays out an effort, allegedly again, by President Trump to interfere and obstruct the FBI investigation, ordering aides to try to destroy videotapes and to potentially lie to investigators. Again, the, the cover-up is much worse than the crime. But it is but he was he was he's alleged to have ordered the destruction of these surveillance tapes after they had been requested by the FBI. Is that right? Yes, yes. I mean, after the grand jury is asking for them, nobody has a right to right, to destroy evidence or move it around after it's requested by the government. Even if you didn't do the underlying crime, you still have to you know, comply with legitimate requests for information so the government can figure out what happened, especially when it involves classified information that we don't want getting out in public. Okay, and uh, and in terms of uh, Fonnie Willis, and apparently they're talking about there may be 20 different defendants, including Rudy Giuliani, in a massive racketeering case. Uh, and they're, they're worried about violence in the streets of Atlanta. Uh, when this breaks, does this become uh, sort of the center stage uh, accusation? I don't think so. And, I, and one reason why is because I think that case is going to get tangled up in appeals and fights between the federal courts and the state courts, because this is a state prosecutor who's bringing, as you said, racketeering fraud charges under state law. But it's against President Trump, I guess, and against President Trump's aides who, according to her, are trying to interfere with federal elections. So the first question you're going to ask is, well, why isn't the Justice Department investigating that? Why isn't the Justice Department doing that? In fact, they are. That's part of the January 6th investigation. I could easily see the federal government coming in and saying, hold off, stop in Georgia. Let us finish. You know, the primary investigation to January 6th, you can take care of all this stuff after we're done. So I, I think that'll get a lot of news, but I can't see that as the case that's going to end up uh, interfering in the primary debates or the Republican National Convention. It'll be January 6th 
or the classified documents cases. Uh, President Trump uh, said um, uh, again uh, Saturday over the weekend, he said that uh, he's going to fire uh, Jack Smith uh, as, as soon as he takes office for his next term. And Nikki Haley saying uh, that she would pardon Trump if he is um, does suffer from any conviction. Do, do you think, I mean, what do you make of the fact that uh, this is already being openly discussed uh, when the the strategy of, of the Trump defense team seems to be to uh, postpone these trials uh, as much as they possibly can? I think it's a bad idea to start talking about pardons, start talking about firing special counsels uh, until we know what the investigators found. Uh, I, we talked about it back at the, in the day, but I was a big supporter. Uh, I said so, and we talked about it with each other about the Robert Mueller probe, because I said Robert Mueller was such a respected figure in federal law enforcement. Right? He'd been federal, former head of the FBI, that if he cleared Trump of the Russia hoax, as he eventually did, that would be the gold standard. No one could ever question it. And I think we should wait to see what Jack Smith comes up with before we talk about pardons, before we talk about uh, firing him. Because the January 6th matter is, I think, it, it is one of the most important federal law enforcement operations in our history. There was an attack on the Capitol, and we do need to know whether there was any link between you know, sitting then sitting President Trump and what happened on that terrible day. What do you make of the possibility and it's it's not even a remote possibility that we have simultaneously an incumbent president who is facing impeachment charges uh, may have even been impeached by the House of Representatives at the same time that his primary challenger <laughs> is facing uh, four different uh, legal proceedings that could end up putting him in prison. Uh, this is so this different from anything we've ever had. <laughs> Yeah, we've never experienced anything like this. Of course, it was quaint until the Trump administration or the Clinton administration to think about impeachment as a possibility. That until that point, there'd only been one in our history. And I guess I said, I think this is some of the reason why I don't like the idea of using prosecutors to resolve policy differences. Because as Amen. say President Biden, if Trump wins, he's going to be dogged. By these investigations, entire presidency is not going to be able to focus on the job he's being elected to do, which is to you know, carry out the best wishes of the American people. 